thanks to Haley K, Claire G, and Nick Haynes of the Sketchy Nonsense Podcast for being our Patreon supporters. If you would like to help the podcast, the best way to do it is on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Top Rope Chef. It's Giving Tuesday, you guys. Give to us. Now, on to the show. We're cooking up some recipes. Gonna give them a spin. If you're messing with Top Rope Chefs, you can never win. We'll be leaving you in the kitchen, wishing you were beaten, battered, and fried. And we'll be cooking up some main dishes to search and yummy things on the side. Can you take the heat? 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 Top Rope Chef. Welcome to the Top Rope Chef podcast, the podcast about food and wrestling. We are cooking through the WWE cookbook, Can You Take the Heat? Written by J.R. Jim Ross. One recipe at a time, one wrestler at a time. I am making the recipes as is. My co-host is making them dairy-free, gluten-free. My name is Bradley, 18 Tomatoes Jones. With me as always... <laughs> Jacqueline Boxcake Maynard. <laughs> yeah. Both of those are ingredients. Now we've been lacking... Slacking. Slacking? We've been slacking on talking about our wrestlers personas remember we were gonna explore that a little bit i, I, I heard a, um an episode earlier where we were talking about that yeah so an episode well, 20 so what the hell is a bradley 18 tomatoes 18 show? tomatoes <laughs> that's a very mysterious name is he a tomato farmer it's has mm. he maybe he has a legend that he's eaten 18 tomatoes in one sitting that's a pretty lame legend. <laughs> I didn't say it was good. <laughs> I think that your gimmick is that you throw, you pelt people with tomatoes. I have like a bucket full of eighteen tomatoes. Yeah, and when you like get down to the last, it one, seems then messy. You like turn into well, yeah, that's how it's fun. Mm. I mean, it's no messier than the milk truck. That's oh, that was mostly water. I think that was like that was fake. That was phony baloney milk. I'd hate to break it to you, Jacqueline. <laughs> the ma- the magic of wrestling leads me to believe that that was not actual milk in that truck that Kurt Angle sprayed on Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was with him hook, line, and sinker until just this moment. I'm so upset. I think you should come dressed out like one of those tomato bugs, or those big green things. You can be a tomato bug that throws tomatoes. Is a tomato bug a thing? Is it a live? Does it live in tomatoes? If I buy a sack of tomatoes, is there a chance of getting a tomato bug inside of it? Yeah, they like eat the tomatoes. Oh no, they're like really fat and smooshy. So I can cut one open and find one if they're like super organic natural tomatoes. They're not. I don't think they go inside. I think they just chew the outside. Because I got kind of scared when I found out about those things that are on broccoli. What's on broccoli? There's these little mites or whatever no. that like live in, like they're little. You can see, you can definitely see them when you get a broccoli that has them. But they're like, bro- they're, I think they're called broccoli mites. Even this is why the tomato bug is freaking me out. That's so disgusting. I'm never eating broccoli again. <laughs> Broccoli's so good. You just gotta clean it. <laughs> oh, if you, so if you clean lazy. the bugs off, you can still eat it. I bet you've had sushi that had a fish that had some weird stuff in it. And the weird stuff was just cut out, and the fish was served to you. And I bet it was fine. But I didn't have to do it. No. And you didn't have to see it either. Yeah, that's really what gets me. What does box cake Maynard mean? (laughs) I don't know. I haven't got there yet. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I just smash cake all over people's faces and heads. 
That's kind of fun. Yeah, it'd be fun to... You use it as a distraction, how you throw, like, talcum powder in someone's eyes, but instead you use box cake mix? <laughs> oh, yeah, like, spray them with it. <laughs> yeah, because then I'd be a bad guy, and people, the announcers would just talk about how stupid I am, and why don't I just use a real cake? Right? Yeah, maybe. That's what I think would happen. Or you can incorporate cake into your gimmick, too. It, doesn't spe- it just has to be, you know... You... Box cake? Box cake. You can still make the cake. I think I'd be like a really lame, disappointing wrestler. That would be like my thing. Like El Snow. Oh. <laughs> people like El Snow. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, but that was funny. <laughs> Jeff, let me start every podcast by drinking a drink. Um, if you hadn't noticed right now, we are together in a room. Dun dun. Only done that a few times on the show. That's it's true. It's a special. But we're sharing the same drink here. We are. It's called. A Blake's Snapdragon, hard cider crafted with rum-soaked sun-dried Michigan grapes, 6.9% alcohol by volume. Did you taste already? Not yet. I've been waiting. I am so thirsty. All right, let's cheers. We are in a hot room, and I haven't had anything to drink. We just ate food. We ate hot food. We were hotboxing all day. (laughs) That's a lot sweeter than I thought it was going to be. Don't know if I enjoy this. Whoa, wait a minute. I gotta read this story. Please read the copy on the on the Intentionally burning your mouth by plucking a molten hot raisin out of a fire and eating it used to be considered a fun game enjoyed all over the world. In fact, people would do it in an attempt to mimic the face of a dragon. Snapdragon, a game played only by the brave for centuries, has now been captured in this handcrafted concoction. Enjoy the warm taste of burnt rum raisin with the crisp taste of apples from Blake's. If we would have known about this when we were teenagers, we could have played the raisin game. Absolutely, would have played this stupid fucking game. (laughs) You take you take it out of the fire. Yeah, you uh, intentionally burn your mouth. Purposefully Mm. burn your mouth. We used to play touch the stove. (laughs) <laughs> i feel like you played that game once and then you never play it again yeah some good drinking sounds that's the problem with this right now is that i'm more thirsty for just <laughs> something to quench my thirst and i won't let him um... drink anything but <laughs> i've been locked in this room all day it's so warm yeah we had to close the windows because it's thunderstorming outside <laughs> it was so nice <laughs> now it's just hot <laughs> We're five minutes in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I like this. Yeah, it's just kind of just going down the the throat there with no real taste or tang or excitement. I'm not... I don't feel like a dragon. No. Snapdragon's a way cooler name than this would lead me to believe. Raisins and liquor sound like a bad mix. Raisins? Yeah, no. I mean, unless it's wine. If they would put wine in this. Wine and rum and cider. That would be a good combo. Yeah, but not burnt raisins whatever this is anything that's a burnt like i don't want it <laughs> yeah like you say char broiled when you want something tasty that's burnt or fire roasted char yeah charred yeah fire kissed i don't know oh fire kissed mm. mm, <laughs> <snap> have... <laughs> <laughs> speaking of snapdragon oh boy terry is the wrestler we're talking about we today. made three recipes tonight we did we have uh, Terry Runnels. Do you uh, what do you know about her, Jacqueline? Because she has been around a long time since like '96. What can I say? What can you say? Uh, That's is... say the nice things first. Because <laughs> there's only one. I know you want to talk about her physically. And, no, that's um, not well. Well, <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> she's 
using for food terms, she's the definition of a butterface. Oh, that's not what I was going to say. No. That was a surprise mean jab that was very. You. I thought it was pretty mean, but... <laughs> yeah, that's... She's definitely mean. got a body focus. She's yeah. definitely, like, just working out she's the got... bod. She's trying to just get some bod going. She's got some bolt-ons going. Mm. She has one of the first, probably, like, Im- implants, boob implants. They're not great. They're piss poor. They're 96 boob implants. They look more like 86. Maybe. Real, <laughs> real, real up there. <laughs> they Not, don't move. <laughs> they don't make sense. Um, I don't know anything about her except for she did all of the bra and panties matches, but she did them in thongs. And I don't know how everybody didn't just get crotch shot all night. That seemed to be like her focus in wrestling. And that's it. That's all I remember her doing. Yeah, ladies in the, uh, in the time of the book that was um, written... We're pretty much only used as eye candy, sex objects. But some of them still... Some still could wrestle. She isn't, she isn't one of them. No, she can't wrestle at all. She was um, doing some, some weird gimmicks. I saw a clip today mm. of her going to the APA's poker game. They go. They have a backstage built up. For some reason, there's a wooden door that's hooked to nothing <laughs> okay. that everyone uses to get in and out. I don't know why. Is this recently or is this, this back is, in the day? In the 2000s. Okay. And she goes to distract the APA by grabbing a beer and oh, pouring god. pouring it on her white shirt. Oh my god! Jerry Lawler is screaming constantly to, for the cameraman to cut back to Terry, oh, but Dean Malenko god. and Perry Saturn, the other two wrestlers that we're talking about today, jump the APA, and then they have a match. And then Terry comes out in just like a robe, like a like a kimono. Oh, yeah. She yeah. never it never comes off. There's nothing other gets revealed, but. Um, she's definitely wearing a white shirt with no bra, and she dumps <laughs> liquid on her chest. <laughs> yeah. Because Classic Terry. <laughs> seems like Me Too movement would have something to say about this skit if yeah. it happened today. I'm pretty sure she was like every teenage boy and every dad's favorite wrestler, if you can even call her a wrestler. I really don't like her. <laughs> Is that coming across? <laughs> she was first introduced as Gold Dust's manager. She was Goldust White. And she was later married to Goldust, yeah. Now, so now that we brought that up, I have a picture to show you. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is great for a podcast. <laughs> well, you this could, is so you, good. Okay, Jacqueline's showing it. me a photograph. Terry Reynolds <laughs> is wearing a gold dress. She looks like an Oscar statue. How high is that slit? Um, it's all the way up. Yeah. <laughs> she has uh, a leash to it, which attached to Goldust's neck. And As he is on all fours, crawling towards her. Like a dog. Like a dog. In his gold suit, with his... His hair's longer than hers, and she's holding a cigar. Well, it's a wig. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Either way. It's so upsetting. They were into, you know, S&M and Bondage and Jerry Springer. They were all, like, things that were happening in the late 90s that... Made people I, seem uncomfortable. Jacqueline's still, she, Jacqueline's saving it to her desktop. To oh, her, yeah. To it's, her phone. That's my new background. <laughs> I think. A lot of these ladies did Playboy and nude photo shoots, and it was almost like a great way to get noticed, notoriety, get some money. A great way for a woman at that time to get attention, to make money. Yeah. And for like a hot minute, it was considered <laughs> to be a cool thing to be a girl in Playboy. Would you pose for Playboy or Play Girl, yes. I guess? Really? Sure. If the money's right and I get to do an interview, 
What would your poor mother think? <laughs> She'd be proud. She would buy a copy. Yeah, she would. <laughs> your mom would buy a copy. No. <laughs> I'd send her one. <laughs> that might be true. My, my mom would never talk to me again. <laughs> I, meant, I meant of me. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, she would. Have she would buy my copy. Yeah, she would be tickled that you were so successful. Because <laughs> it's, it's funny when men get naked and do things like that. When women do it, it's sexist. But they don't ever show anything in Playboy. Shawn Michaels' yeah, stuff you, never you, showed Yeah, anything. you never get to see the goods. Maybe showed some crack. Oof. <laughs> I don't know if that's a fun way to describe a nice nice bottom. Who said it was nice? <laughs> it's photoshopped. That's true. <laughs> yeah, let's just talk about this recipe. We got Terry shrimp and avocado salad. Yoga. Yeah. Um. Well, before we talk about the recipe, oh. Jacqueline, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about let's talk about the food that goes into these things. What's your opinion on like shrimp and avocado and whatnot? Because you you seem pretty hesitant on even eating a shrimp. I don't like how they look. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that they have like a poo line in them yeah home. it makes me really upset especially when i have to see it and they are the ones that you brought one they, of them had one there were two okay i didn't tell you about the other one two of them had poop poop lines in them <laughs> and it just makes me want to vomit everywhere <laughs> <laughs> that's the risk you take with shrimp and you definitely don't want to eat that poop no yeah but give gotta me clean those shrimps. Give me some good like coconut shrimp, and I'll mow that stuff down all day. Oh yeah, popcorn shrimp. I've never had popcorn shrimp. Okay, um, shrimp scampi. I don't know what that is. That's, I think that's it's like in a here. delicious buttery garlicky shrimp. I think that's Shane McMahon's recipe. In oh here. okay, I think it, yeah, maybe skewers or is it? Maybe it is just shrimp scampi. I don't know. It's a shrimp thing. Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, they're just little bugs. Yeah. The little ocean bugs. I'm just eat them. Oh, eat those little ocean bugs. I like them with cocktail sauce and you just dip them mm-hmm. in the glass. I like that. I don't really care for them cooked. We, st- we uh, well, let's get into the recipe. We'll tell you how we made them today. Okay. We, today we made Terry's shrimp and avocado salad. Terry, shrimp, probably only coincidence, but this recipe is actually one of Terry's favorites. I like the part where she instructs you to use exactly 18 cherry or grape tomatoes. <laughs> Try this little dish and think of the petite she-devil. <laughs> Ingredients to this recipe include one small avocado pitted, peeled, and chopped, one half cup buttermilk, one package cream cheese, one tablespoon fresh lemon juice, one small clove garlic peeled, half teaspoon hot pepper sauce, such as Tabasco, half teaspoon salt, six cups torn lettuce, one pound small shrimp peeled, deveined, and steamed, 18 cherry or grape tomatoes, halved, Four ounces low-fat Swiss cheese, cut into julienne strips, freshly ground black pepper to taste. Three ingredients, or three steps to this recipe. Step one, place the first seven ingredients in a blender and blend until smooth. One of the first seven is not shrimp, people. (laughs) Calm down. It's okay. I thought so, too. Shrimp is not one of the things going in the blender. Step two, arrange the lettuce in a salad bowl, then place the shrimp, tomatoes, and cheese on top. Three, sprinkle with a little pepper and toss with avocado mixture. Make six servings. Jacqueline, Mm -hmm. what do you think of Terry's shrimp and avocado salad? I loved it. (laughs) I loved it. This is coming from someone who doesn't like shrimp. Or Terry. (laughs) And was hesitant to put all this stuff in a blender. I was so bothered. I made the dressing before you got here today, before Brad got here today. Mm -hmm. And it was just like a weird 
like kind of nauseating looking green brown color, but it was really good. So everything we ate today was dairy and gluten free because mm-hmm. Jacqueline is is you Broken know those on, things on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know what the good life could have tasted like. Jacqueline, what did you use for substitutions here? Buttermilk cream cheese, for example. Buttermilk was coconut milk with a teaspoon of lemon juice. Um. The cream cheese was coconut cream cheese, and the Swiss cheese was almond cheese. That was good. Yeah. That was a fine cheese. Wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It worked out really well. It didn't have that, like, Swiss cheese tang. That would have made it better. And I didn't taste too much coconut, but even if I did, I think coconut and shrimp, like you said, go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Would have been nice. Did you taste coconut? No. I don't taste it anymore. I do. I definitely taste it, but I didn't taste it in this recipe. Oh, good. Because you also didn't use just an avocado. I did not. I <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> so there are no ripe avocados in the entire greater Traverse City area. Not one. I went to three different stores today and earlier in the week, and there just aren't any. I should have just got unripe ones earlier in the week because yeah. it would have ripened. Well, mm-hmm. I don't have forethought. Live and learn. So, I got guacamole, like that pre-made guacamole you get in the grocery store. But I think that gave it like a good tang. Mm-hmm. That dressing had like a tang. It had There's a little bit of cilantro in there, a hint of onion in there. I don't think it would have been as good without it. The only thing I think it may have screwed up is the texture, but maybe even not as much. Well, you blend it anyways. Right. So, yeah. Because so it was supposed cares? to be like the dressing. Mm-hmm. I think it was really good. And we used iceberg lettuce to give it a good crunch. I feel like you have to have a crunch like that with shrimp. I don't know why that is. Yeah, you're right. You don't want like a soft, wilty lettuce underneath that shrimp. But as long as it's good lettuce, you know. Yeah. Um, The 18, the very specific 18 tomatoes. It was a good number. It was a good number. I'm surprised. You used exactly 18. I counted. I did. So did I. (laughs) (laughs) But I I don't understand why. And that they make fun of it. In the top, like this might actually it's probably be like an OCD or... thing, maybe, maybe or is. just like a good luck. Like, maybe it's like one of the things if, if you don't have 18 tomatoes in this, it's not going to be good. Mm. You need exactly 18. This one, I really believe, might actually be her recipe, though. It might be one of those things you put in your rider, you know, to make sure people are looking at it. Like, I gotta have a salad oh, in my that's... dressing room with 18 have tomatoes in it. That's so obnoxious. I would never to make sure you're cooking her recipe right. Oh my god. <laughs> they were great though i don't like them whole because they explode in your mouth and they're, distru- they're disturbing it's like eating eyeballs they disturb my my flow of eating but with a half <laughs> with these halved ones they just go in and you chew them and they're fine yeah that was yeah i've never done that before i'm usually too lazy to slice things in half sometimes they're too big or whatever you just yeah. don't want to do it yeah no this is really good I'm shocked. I really am shocked. <laughs> I was ready to be so bratty about it, but nope. It was just really good. I'm gonna, What are you going to give it? Um, I will rate Terry Shrimp and Avocado Salad. 3.75 stars. Ooh. I'm oh. rating it 3.5. <laughs> That's really close. That might be your closest... No. We've, we've had ones exactly the same a couple times. We have. We've said like two and three, and that's always a, a surprise. Yeah. But we are eating the same exact food this time as well. That's true. That is a variable. I'm really excited because 
I would always wonder, like, okay, I think this of mine, <laughs> you think this of yours. When it's all said and done, I want to cook a recipe that I gave a high rating and gave a low rating. And you need to do vice versa to me. Okay. That's something we should do. Maybe pick two recipes. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I come to visit, I'll make one, and you come to visit and make the other. Yeah. I'm writing it down so I don't forget. It's also recorded on audio. Mmm, interesting. <laughs> but who's going to remember this? Gone in the sands of time. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be talking about Dean Malenko's beef stroganoff next. Just hold tight. We'll be right back. Take your clothes off. No, I don't want to take my clothes off. Nice shot. Look, I, I, I don't think you're getting it, okay? Here's what I'm telling you. If you win the match and I get to keep my clothes on, I'll give you a private showing later. Come on, Terry. Ladies, watch my stick. Did you hear that, JR? I heard it. I gotta go. We are back talking about Dean Malenko and his beef stroganoff. Now, Jacqueline, you did not watch wrestling, specifically WCW wrestling. Did not. So you know nothing about our next two guys, really. I thought the theme of this week was people that wrestling has forgotten. <laughs> I thought that's why you grouped them together, because I knew nothing about them. Yeah, they are, Dean Malenko and Perry Saturn are the two wrestlers we're talking about. They were known as the Radicals. With a Z. Of course. It's the, it's the late 90s, early, early aughts. Yes. We're putting X's and Z's anywhere we can. Everywhere we can. There was It was made up of Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, and Perry Saturn. They were the wrestlers that left WCW in 2000. A year later, WCW closed the doors, ended as a promotion. They came into town. They ran amok. They destroyed the Hardys and all these other people. But then they proceeded to constantly lose matches. Yeah. For a long, long time. That makes sense why I don't remember them then. They'd always lose after their first initial, like, breakout into the scene. The only people that made it out were Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit in like 2003 or 4. Dean Malenko is known as a great technical wrestler. He is maybe like 5'6". He's a short guy. Oh, I saw a match where he was wrestling Eddie... I saw a match where he was wrestling Eddie Guerrero. Mm -hmm. And they both looked the same height and I just assumed that was big. (laughs) I think Dean was a little shorter. Funny you say that because those four guys would wrestle each other constantly all across the world. They were really really big in Japan, even bigger in Mexico. They had a little bit of a splash in America, but they never hit quite as much height as they did wrestling overseas. A little emphasis on that height thing because it was a judgment thing that they were shorter and a little bit not as big as the WWF guys. I tried to watch some matches with Dean Malenko today because I honestly have no idea who this person is. I don't remember him at all. And he was really boring. He's the nicknamed Man of a Thousand Holds. He has very little emotion. He is an amazing wrestler. as like amateur wrestling and technical oh. wrestling and his suplexes and his holds and his wrist locks. He's looked up to by all the workhorse wrestlers like Daniel Bryan and really? Of course, yeah. Oh, I like Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. He was known as the Man of a Thousand Holds. I think I said it a few times. Chris Jericho 
in a feud with Dean Malenko, came out and claimed that he was the man of a thousand and one holds, <laughs> one better than Dean Malenko. And he had a list that was on computer paper that was attached to each other, like back in the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, it yeah. had the, the, the rim, the, the sides, the you sides. Rip off. Mm-hmm. But then he'd like, he'd say a bunch of holds and he'd drop the paper and fill the whole ring. They cut to commercial. <laughs> he's on like hold 60. When they come back, he's on like hold 999. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the magic of television. Yeah. <laughs> it got, it was the first thing that ever really got like Dean Malenko over and heated and was angry at Chris Jericho. And they had a yeah. pretty good feud after that. Chris Jericho called him Dino the Machino, which is a name that stuck with him, I think, to this day. <laughs> People still call him Dino the Machino. There's a name that he's not called anymore. Okay. Double Ho Seven. <laughs> Do you remember this? No, was he a farmer? Oh, no. This is a, a parody of James Bond. The gimmick was... Um, in a match with the Godfather, the Godfather offered Dean Malenko one of his female escorts instead of wrestling him. Malenko gladly accepted the opponent's <laughs> offer because women are money. And um, he competed as Double Ho Seven for the affections of Lita and feuded with the Hardy Boys. I think everybody in the Radicals was trying to get with Lita. I would have guessed, Everybody yeah. in WWE was trying to get with Lita. If you were a man, you probably were involved in Lita in some shape or form. Yes. Um, he even offered her a title match for his light heavyweight championship under the condition that if she lost, she had to go on a date with him, which is, that's pretty tame for the conditions of yeah. these matches. <laughs> Not bad. Um, she accepted and... Who won? Who won? Oh, he won. Oh, okay. So they went on the date, date and it was probably a really awkward segment. Yeah, it was probably great. That's probably what I would remember, if anything, is those segments. He also briefly feuded with um, Jacqueline and Ivory, who were disgusted by him. Like, he was, like, gross for all this, like, ho stuff. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what his role really ended up being in WWE, because he wasn't in it for very long. He, I don't know if it was because of injury or just disinterest or what. But he works as a backroom promoter. He puts together matches, works with talent. In WWE? In WWE. He most recently like helped with some of the Money in the Bank matches that just happened. Oh. He's just He has a mind for wrestling and what goes inside that ring physically. Not, not maybe so much on the psychology, but just like how to execute certain moves and certain timings and do things the safe way and the right way and make, look things, make things look impactful and so look real. So he's technical. Yes. Not flashy. Correct. That's why I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> well, without further ado, Jacqueline. Ah, let's he- get into Dean Malenko's beef stroganoff. Does Dean Malenko remind anyone else of their high school biology teacher? His dad was Professor Boris Malenko. Boris Malenko. <laughs> a brilliant wrestler who portrayed a Russian madman in a squared circle for many years. This recipe is a longtime Malenko family favorite. The ingredients are one pound of beef tenderloin, four tablespoons of flour, three quarters teaspoon of salt, four tablespoons of butter or margarine, one and a half cups of sliced fresh mushrooms, half cup of chopped onion, one clove of garlic minced, one tablespoon of tomato paste, one tablespoon of instant beef bouillon granules, one cup of low-fat sour cream, two tablespoons of dry white wine, and eight ounces of extra-wide noodles cooked and hot. There's eight steps in this recipe. 
Um, step one, slice the meat across the grain into thin bite-sized strips. Step two, combine one tablespoon of the flour and half teaspoon of the salt and coat the meat with a mixture. Step three, in a skillet, heat two tablespoons of the butter, add the meat, browning quickly on both sides. Then add the mushrooms, onion, and garlic and cook for three to four minutes or until the onion is crisp and tender. Remove from the pan and set aside. Step four, add the remaining two tablespoons of butter to the pan drippings and stir in two tablespoons of the flour. Add the tomato paste, bouillon granules, and the remaining quarter teaspoon of salt. Stir in one and a quarter cups of water and cook over medium-high heat, stirring until bubbly. Cook and stir for one to two minutes longer. This is a lot. <laughs> Step five, in a small bowl, mix the sour cream and remaining one tablespoon of flour. Step six, return the meat and mushroom mixture to the skillet. Step seven, stir in the sour cream mixture and the wine. Heat thoroughly, but do not boil. Step eight, serve over noodles. Makes four servings. Two full pages of recipe. What do you think? I think it's old classic family food. Babushka. Mm-hmm. Something your grandma would make, something that's always on the table. Eat it almost like every month if you're trying to come up with meals from your family. I know it was always a big deal for my mom to try to think of new things to eat, to get out of her rut, but she'd always just come back to old favorites, and classics are classics for a reason, and beef stroganoff is a classic. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> That's what I have to say. <laughs> okay, coming in hot. <laughs> I feel like this is just like always, I picture it always in a big pot cooking on the stove, and like the whole house kind of smells like it, and your clothes kind of smell like it all the time. I think of it as a box mixture that your mom gets at the store, hamburger helper. Gets it comes with noodles, it comes with the the mixture. All you do is add ground beef and cook it all together and serve it and you got a meal you didn't have to worry about. You could work 9 to 5, still feed your family, move on with your life and be fine. That's what beef stroganoff to me is. But making it from scratch Using beef tenderloin, mm -hmm. using making your own gravy. We made what you called a roux. A roux, la roux. <laughs> Going in for the kill. <laughs> <laughs> we did a good job. <laughs> it was uh, fun just cutting and putting things together and working in the kitchen. It's really hot. You're just getting stuff done. Yeah, it's like a thousand degrees in my house right now. <laughs> the steps were easy going, do this, that, the other thing, use this to set up this, put the flour every once in a while, put some salt every once in a while. Recipe could have used pepper on the beef. I put yep. a lot of pepper in after the fact, a little bit of salt after the fact. Yeah, we we probably doubled the mushrooms, would you say? Oh, yeah. We should have doubled the onion. Oh, boy. We definitely yes. doubled the wine. <laughs> in the recipe we didn't drink it um instead of sour cream we used uh coconut yogurt with a teaspoon of lemon juice in it which... didn't taste the coconut mm -mm. um yeah that's what we changed the noodles were gluten-free oh yeah and they were not the wide egg noodle i think is the classic stroganoff noodle yeah i couldn't find that i almost got a box of lasagna noodles and broke them up but mm. they were way more expensive than fusilis <laughs> husband claimed to have eaten it as a youngster, as with elbow macaroni, and I think that is how it does come in the hamburger helper package. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's probably what he was eating then. <laughs> but he liked it, and mm -hmm. you liked it. Yeah, and you liked it. I had never had it before. This is the first time I've ever had stroganoff. And you barely, you barely 
you very rarely now eat meat. Beef, specifically. Yeah. I don't like to eat the cute ones. I'll eat right. chickens all goddamn day. <laughs> but it was good with beef. I've heard of chicken stroganoff, I feel, though. It's got to be a thing. I'm sure you can just substitute the protein for whatever you want. Yeah. It was kind of a hard thing to find. Uh, I was able to find pork tenderloin way more common than beef tenderloin. Hmm. Beef tenderloin came in just like a little package, and the the pork tenderloin looked better. It was in like the round form. comes in like a big plastic container. Yeah. But you definitely get more than a pound of pork tenderloin. But. Yeah, it's like a huge too. It's like, isn't that like along their back, their spine? Maybe. I mean, I used it in a uh, stir fry the other day because it was on sale. Mm. They were like $2 a piece. Like you're like going bad, and I just froze them and cooked them when I wanted. And they were really good. But I wouldn't use pork with this though. I not think that would be one. gross. Yeah, that's why I didn't settle. That's why I went and got oh, the beef. Oh, okay. I went I gotcha. to two stores. Really? Mm-hmm. Up here? No. Oh. I went at home first. I went to Trader Joe's. They didn't have it. Oh, okay. But they did have rack of lamb, so I know where to get that for that recipe we're coming up. Mm. So last ditch effort. We might not do rack. You're of gonna lamb. eat that rack <laughs> of lamb. I'm excited for you to try it, because you're going to like it and feel bad. That's all that's going to happen. So you... I already know you're going to like it, and I already know you're going to feel bad. So your joy is coming from my pain. My joy is you committing to this book (laughs) and the mission that you and I started by saying we're cooking every recipe in it. Does that mean we're cooking a dog? No. <laughs> yeah. So, Brad, mm. what do you give Dean Malenko's beef stroganoff? Solid four. Solid four, I agree. Could have been jazzed up. But Ma- I feel like you can't jazz up these old classics. There is something you can do. Definitely a little more onions. Oh, yeah. And um, probably not use all the gluten free and dairy free stuff. You know, make them a little more. Oh, yeah. Then it would have tasted a lot better. It would have tasted a lot richer. It would have tasted more homegrown. Yeah. But I wouldn't like add in. Nobody's grandma was gluten free or dairy free. You know what I'm saying? No, I wouldn't have made it this far. (laughs) (laughs) Dean Malenko's beef stroganoff. Welcome to the Top Rope Chef Hall of Fame. thanks we're gonna take another break um the hits just keep coming or do they we're gonna make perry saturn's super cookies oh boy Welcome back to Top Rope Chef. We're talking about Perry Saturn's Super Cookies. Another guy you probably don't know how a lot of, a whole lot about, Jacqueline. I don't. I have some uh, some immediate judgments. So but... you don't know about the flock? WCW flock. had a group of wrestlers. Of seagulls? <laughs> led by a superstar that you probably do know, Raven. Oh, I do know Raven. He was in WWE and WWF. He was a big guy. One of his members of the flock was Perry Saturn. Hmm. The flock were these kind of outskirty guys that didn't quite fit the norm. 
look of a wrestler. They were more tattooed, more gangly, more like emo. There was this like tall guy that was a terrible wrestler, but he had spiky hair and wore a trench coat. I forget his name, but he was awful. Sounds like a douche. <laughs> <laughs> they were the outcasts. They were the kids that got looked oh. down on. And if you remember going to high school, there was that group of kids yeah. that just existed in their own little group and listened to Nine Inch Nails and Knit always wore black and had Prince Alberts. and. They actually, oh no. <laughs> oh, how did you know that in high school? <laughs> I guess locker room talk. Um... I forgot. Oh, they all looked a lot, in our high school, they looked a lot like the Hardy Boys, actually, that crew. But Hardy Boys had more colors and things. They weren't as That's true. festive and fun. They had the fishnet sleeves. Yeah. That was a thing, but you're right. Yeah. Perry Saturn was one of my favorite wrestlers. What? Because he did moves that were extremely powerful for a guy his size. He did a lot of suplexes. He did innovations. He had a lot of, like, pump handle slams. And he had a move that looked very devastating called the Rings of Saturn as a finishing move. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what are the Rings of Saturn? He'd have an opponent down on his back, roll him to his side, trap one arm underneath him, reach around, grab his other arm, and just crank it. So he would just have like both arms, the, the opponent would have both arms out to the side, and he'd be laying on one and then cranking the other arm. And it looked... So Ooh, painful. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Brad and I were just trying to reenact it while we were talking about it. <laughs> okay, yeah, that hurts. I don't get how that's Rings of Saturn, but. That's just what the move was called. He looks so small. Was yeah. he a small guy? He looks like a bowling ball man. What to did me. you say earlier? He looks like he's made of circles. <laughs> <laughs> and you compounded it by saying he looked like the Michelin man. <laughs> <laughs> he does though everything is so circular like his body is just made of circles like he's got circular muscles next to his neck his arms are just a bunch of circles his belly's got circles his thighs are circles he's a living planet man he looks in this picture the face he's making is like he smells somebody that had to shit their pants he looks like he's always cross-eyed too yeah it's gotten worse with age i think yeah he still looks very similar to how he does now. Just a little bit of older, wrinkly skin and stuff. Uh, not the muscles anymore. Maybe they're under there. I don't know. I wouldn't go... F I wouldn't like to meet him in a dark alley, that's for sure. No, because he'd probably mug you to get mm -hmm. money for crack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Get into the dark side of it. <laughs> that's what everybody wants to hear, the tragedy. <laughs> go back to the positive for a second. Sure. We chose these three wrestlers because Terry Reynolds and him used to date when in they were in the Radicals. Life? Maybe oh. they definitely kissed a bunch, like on the ring ramp and things like that. Ugh. But maybe in real life, she's maybe got just parts for... that are made of circles. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Maybe she's the moons of Saturn. Ooh. I bet that's what he called her boobs. That's pretty good. Or his butt. Ugh. Oh, that's that better though. <laughs> he has Saturn written across his abs. He's so committed to this gimmick. Like tattooed, not just written. I bet he has, like, whatever the god of Saturn is, like, tattooed somewhere on him. Whatever isn't that Greek god is. I'm not sure which one it is. I was is. just going to say, isn't that Neptune? But that's probably Neptune the planet. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a head tattoo now. I was watching some recent videos of him, and he was just, like, reminiscing about all the different drugs they used to do, which was, like, all of them. He you said, really want to talk? Go into the, the drug abuse. Let's stop, <laughs> stop beating around the bush. I know you want to enter. Let's get into Narnia. <laughs> 
I just was surprised how open he was talking about all the drugs that he and Raven used to do, and they're the ones that did all the crazy stuff. Seems and, right. And then he mentioned a couple of times, he meant, he used the phrase a dog and pony show, and I didn't have the heart to look up what that was. It's just a turn of phrase, I think, to oh. mean, like, a, um, just a fun, goofy, like, front, I think. Oh, I thought it was something much more nefarious. Oh, like a donkey show? Yeah. <laughs> Jacqueline, <laughs> that's why you're here. He definitely looks like he's juiced up, I guess also on the crack. Hope he's, hope he's clean now. He's, he is. He's alive. Yes, he, he was homeless for a while, and he had a really sad video asking people for money on YouTube. That's sad. Because he, he probably made a lot of money wrestling and just didn't spend it yeah. very well. Yeah, well, he spent it on something. But <laughs> I want—I really—I wasn't really super excited to talk about drugs. I was super excited to talk about this little gimmick that you might know. Is this in? Yeah, this is in WWE. Perry Saturn in a match legitimately for realsies attacked Mike Bell, who was just like a jobber. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Okay, just a dude who gets beat up in wrestling matches. And because of that, as punishment, he had to undergo this gimmick change. And this is when he was dating Terry Reynolds. 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 This <laughs> year I just mooshed that together because I didn't hear what he said. <laughs> <laughs> um, as a punishment for that, so then he was involved in storylines where he was infatuated with a mop. Do you remember that? Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. So. Um, Did he paint a face on it or anything? Yeah. He began acting eccentric and speaking nonsensical and which was like allegedly the result of a concussion that he didn't actually, a concussion that he didn't actually get. But he began uttering the phrase, you're welcome at inappropriate intervals, then fell in love with Moppy. He named the mop. Moppy, and he had a face on it. Um, then, but that made him turn from a heel to a face, just like Al Snow, like when he went crazy and was obsessed with the little head he carried around. It was the same thing, but Perry Saturn had a mop, and Terry Reynolds got jealous of the mop. Do you remember this? No, I, don't remember, I, this I remember a little bit, yeah. Um, and she made him choose, and he chose Moppy, so then she stole. Moppy and fed her, Moppy is a her, into a wood chipper. Well, they have the same personality. It was a hard choice, you know? <laughs> Zing! <laughs> same kind of hair, you know? Yeah. Well, Terry Reynolds had tits, though. Yeah. Well, like, I guess tits aren't everything. Yeah. She didn't have the face. <laughs> she didn't have the face that Moppy had. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that was my most fun fact about Perry Saturn. He's really brutally honest, though, in interviews. That's pretty cool. He's candid, you know? He is. He is frightening, though. He's one of the most frightening wrestlers. Yeah. He looks like he'd really beat you up. Anyways, we made his cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Perry Saturn's Super Cookies. I'm not sure if Saturn learned this simple super cookie recipe when he was in the U.S. Army Rangers, or if his tattoo artist suggested it to him one long afternoon in the chair. (laughs) Needless to say, this recipe is virtually foolproof and can make a great last-minute dessert for those uninvited just happen to be in the neighborhood guests. Three ingredients, one box cake mix, any flavor, one egg, one-third cup oil. Three steps. Step one, preheat the oven to 350 degrees. Step two, mix all the ingredients well. Step three, drop drop teaspoonfuls of the dough cake into a greased cookie sheet and bake for 18 to 10 minutes. Or until golden. Makes three dozen cookies. 
it's not foolproof. <laughs> Fool you once. Jacqueline, tell me about your experience with Perry Saturn Super Cookies. Well, you were there when I tried to make it. Yeah, you gave up midway through the recipe. Your heart <laughs> is just was defeated for some reason. My heart didn't want to do this Why? from the get-go. Because they're not cookies. They are cookies. They're not cookies. And I don't know why they they're called cookies. super cookies. Super cookies are delicious cookies. This is cake droplets. I'm very hung up on that. So it says it just says one box cake mix. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say the size, and they come in all different sizes. And the gluten free ones come in like double layered. Yours was twenty six. Mine was sixteen ounces. Yeah. <laughs> but you underwent anyway. You undershot it. I feel. Your yours was way more runny than mine was. It you, was. You didn't use. But mine also. You used was, like twelve or thirteen ounces or something. But mine was also gluten free, which is more runny. Like it Just does, in it general? Have, the gluten doesn't hold to, that's what holds oh, it together. Oh, that makes sense too. So I think that's part of it. Um, Every recipe I looked up online said to add two eggs, because this is a recipe that exists. It's not just Perry Saturn's crazy concoction. That's another thing. How come he gets credit for a thing that's everywhere? I don't know. Every, I mean, it's not it, even like You a can specific... make a grilled cheese and get credit for it, I'm sure, right? But you got to put a little spin on it. There's no spin on this. I put a spin on this. You put a spin on it. <laughs> but, that, but that means it's uh, 18 tomatoes, <laughs> super cookies, not very Saturn. I bought two cake mixes. I only made one. I'm excited to make the other one. <laughs> In my brain, my favorite cake is uh, vanilla, not a vanilla, uh, the classic yellow cake. That's your favorite? With chocolate frosting. Shut up. So I made classic yellow cake frosting cake mix with two eggs and the three third cup oil teaspooned it i got about 26 cookies close to three dozen maybe mine were a little big and then i coated them with whipped chocolate topping to get the full effect (laughs) and it's like eating the tops of cupcakes jacqueline (laughs) that is yeah yours did look a lot more like cupcake tops (laughs) wait how many cookies did you get like 26 or so how many did I get? Nine? You got like eight or nine. I don't know. <laughs> okay. You gave up in the middle of the recipe for some reason. The heart just fell out of it. Yeah, I didn't want to do it. Yours looked good, though. The frosting is probably good. Yeah. You know what you could do is you could put frosting in the middle and smoosh them together, and then they're like whoopie pies. That'd be fun. Why are they called whoopie pies? We don't need to go down that road. <laughs> We've gone down that road too much today. <laughs> I would only suggest adding a teaspoon of vanilla. To make it a little more flavorful, um, mm-hmm. the cake was a little dry. It just needed some, it needed a little another taste. Maybe even like a little salt, because uh, when you need to make a box cake, you you do just use like the eggs, box cake, and oil, oil right? That's why I have a problem calling them cookies, because it's just cake. But you make them in cookie <laughs> form, Jacqueline. I'm telling you, I I also got a lemon cake mix with lemon topping. Because in my brain, I was like, have I ever had, like, a lemon cookie? Maybe. I don't know. But I'm going to make it, and those are probably going to be great, too. You should put ginger in it. Ginger and lemon cookie? Mm. Mm-hmm. That sounds like, like a thing. Yep. But I thought they were fun. I think if I brought them to a party, pe- people would be like, how did you make these? And I can be like, I just used the cake box, man. <laughs> Two eggs and a food cup of oil. You would give away that secret? That's, <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. I'd give away Perry Saturn Super Cookies. Maybe he even sabotaged his own recipe by telling you to do one egg so you wouldn't get the best quality version. That seems like a thing you would do. <laughs> the cake box actually said three eggs on it to like cook it as a cake. So 
I just want, you know, I went with the two egg thing. That's what the internet said to do. I'm just saying, if I was one of these, what did they call them? Uninvited just happened to be in the neighborhood guests. I would be much more impressed if somebody came out with a cake than if somebody came out with a poor excuse for cookies. Jacqueline, Perry Saturn <laughs> Super Cookies. Four stars. Four stars. If you put the chocolate topping on it. Four stars. As written, three and a half stars. As Perry Saturn's cookie recipe suggests, three and a half. Jacqueline, what do you rate the super cookies? One star. Boo this woman. <laughs> Boo this woman. Everybody, heel turn happened just now. I'm a heel at heart. <laughs> They're not cookies. Here's the Dell. The Delio. I'm going to buy a gluten-free box cake. I'm bringing the I'm coming back up in 2 weeks. Yep. You're going to try them. You're going to love them. We're going to have a third party intermediary <laughs> for this cuz this is going to tear us apart. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the rift. This is the Shawn Michaels kicking Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window moment of yes. our podcast. Oh, I wish it was that good. <laughs> we need mullets in two weeks for this. Thanks for joining us on this episode. We were live in studio. Um, talk to us, topropechef at gmail.com. Send us questions, comments. If uh, you want to make these super cookies, it says any cake mix flavor. Go for some fun fetty cake. Let us know. Maybe prove Jacqueline wrong or prove her right. By cooking this recipe. Right. <laughs> Facebook.com slash top rope chef, twitter.com slash top rope chef. We post all of our photos, have conversations on Facebook and Instagram. Seems to be the most popular way to reach us. Mm -hmm. Top just get access to the episode. And thanks for rating, liking, and subscribing. Follow us. If you want to support us on Patreon, do it at patreon.com slash top rope chef. We got some shirts. Um, we got shirts. You can find those at topropechef.com. There'll be a link there. And uh, we'll post they're some, dope. We'll post some pictures of us wearing them on Instagram yeah. and such. Thanks for joining us. Bye. <laughs>